Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 312. It is Friday, February 26, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and VMware admins get it together now. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning. We've reached that point in the week that most of you look forward to. It's usually my busiest, one of my busiest days. But, uh, you know, if, if it's slow for you and you get the rest of the weekend off, good for you. Wherever you I'm, by the way, I'm not at all upset by that. Um, wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, to review, that would be spectacular. If you do that, we'll come back on Monday and start a whole nother week for you. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search and join the group. All right, let's jump into it. First up, Cisco has released some updates, some security updates to address a few different vulnerabilities. We have Cisco Application Services Engine Unauthorized Access Vulnerabilities, Cisco NX OS Software Unauthenticated Arbitrary Files, File Actions Vulnerability, and Cisco ACI multi-site orchestrator application services engine deployment authentication bypass vulnerability. So if you um, have Cisco equipment in your network, you should visit the Cisco advisories page, tools.cisco.com security slash center slash publication listings and um, take a look and make sure you don't have some work to do. Oh, those, by the way, those vulnerabilities, at least one of them is a 10 on the, on the 1 to 10 scale for, for um, severity. So you'll want to address it immediately. Speaking of vulnerabilities, malicious Mozilla Firefox extension allows Gmail takeover threat post. Malicious, fire, malicious extension is called Friarfox, and it's spelled F-R-I-A-R, Fox. Snoops in on both Firefox and Gmail related data. So if you are using Firefox, you'll want to get rid of it immediately. Researchers say the threat campaign observed in January and February targeted Tibetan organizations and was tied to TA413, a known advanced persistent threat group that researchers believe to be aligned with the Chinese state. The group behind the attack aims to gather information on victims by snooping in on their Firefox browser data and Gmail messages. So it uh, doesn't look like it's a threat to the U.S., but nonetheless, if you're using Firefox, you should remove it. North Korean hackers target defense industry with custom malware. The Lazarus Group is targeting threat the defense industry in South Korea um, using something called, or a backdoor malware called uh, Threat Needle. They've been doing this since early 2020, so about a year now. They have been targeting the South Korean defense servers and things like that. They are exfiltrating data when they do this. So we know that the U.S. works with South Korea, so we'll see if any more comes of that. But still dangerous nonetheless. TD Bank suffered system-wide banking outage yesterday. Um, this is on Bleepy Computer. The service has been restored, but people were unable to access their bank accounts beginning at 2 a.m., Thursday morning, 
um, when when they tried to do this, the systems displayed a message stating that the system was down due to a planned maintenance activity. That was not the case, although I don't know that they have clearly admitted to what the issue was. Um, they do say direct, the direct deposits were delayed. They just say it was an IT issue. They're not saying what it is. Uh, and it looks like 9.45 a.m. Eastern, TD Bank said the systems were restored, but people were still seeing issues. And then the statement is, this morning our customers were temporary. This was at 11.12 a.m. Eastern yesterday. This morning our customers were temporarily unable to access online and mobile banking due to a technical issue. We identified the issue and worked quickly to resolve it. We apologize for any disruption. So pretty vague. Um, don't know if we'll hear any more about it unless they were attacked, and then we'll hear more about it. VC giant Sequoia Capital discloses data breach after failed BEC attack, uh, BEC being business email compromise. American VC, which is venture capital firm Sequoia Capital, has disclosed a data breach following what looks like a failed business email compromise attack from January. Since its founding in 1972, the venture capital firm Sequoia has invested in a long list of high-profile companies, including Apple, NVIDIA, Google, Oracle, Yahoo, LinkedIn, YouTube, PayPal, Electronic Arts, and Cisco. The VC giant also backed many startups, including Airbnb, Dropbox, FireEye, Palo Alto Networks, Stripe, Square, and WhatsApp. In total, the companies Sequoia has backed and invested in over the years now have an aggregate public market value of $3.3 trillion. That's pretty, pretty nice price tag. Two months ago, the FBI warned U.S. companies about scammers actively abusing email auto-forwarding rules to increase the BEC attacks success rate. And I have seen some of this firsthand in the last few weeks, so uh, it is something to worry about. Emails are getting forwarded. Um, so when emails get forwarded, anything is possible after that happens. That That is something you need to be wary of. This is why multi-factor authentication works. Um, but... Anyway, I digress. So now it looks like that's what happened here at Sequoia Capital. And here's their statement. On or about January 20th, 2021, we learned that an unauthorized third party had gained remote access to the business email mailbox of one Sequoia employee with the apparent aim of conducting a wired version scam. Sequoia Capital explained in a notice of data breach sent to affected individuals. While the attackers were able to breach the employee's email box, they didn't gain access to other resources or assets on the company's network. Our investigation has found no evidence of compromise beyond this single mailbox. So, good news, I suppose, but still occurred. Still means there's vulnerabilities that need to be addressed. Also on Bleepy Computers, attackers scanned for vulnerable VMware servers from proof-of-concept exploit release. So we talked about this uh, remote code execution vulnerability that exists within vCenter. Um, there, the threat, there are threat actors out there that are actively looking for this vulnerability now. So that means if you have not patched, you're in trouble. Now the vulnerability became public, public knowledge just a day ago and people are already scanning to find this vulnerability. That means you don't have no time to waste. You need to uh, get it patched right now if you have public-facing VMware servers. That is not good news. March 1st is approaching. It is Monday. 
Monday will be March 1st. That means that is the deadline for reporting the 2020 small business healthcare data breaches. If So those are the smaller data breaches that um, occurred between January 1st and December 31st of last year. If you, if your healthcare provider was was breached with five less than 500 records, then you have until Monday to report that from 2020. If it was more than 500 records, you were supposed to report it within 60 days. Less than 500 records, you have until the Mar- until March 1st of the following calendar year. So if you have not done that and you were impacted by a breach in 2020. You have some work to do before Monday. Don't don't take tomorrow off. And finally, we do have some breaches to report. Speaking of HIPAA breaches, St. Margaret's Health, Spring Valley in Illinois, to investigating a cyber is investigating a cyber attack that occurred over the weekend of February 20, 20th, 21st of 2021. So this past week, that's pretty quick notice for you know, four days. The security breach was detected by the hospital's IT team on February 21st in the hospital computer network and all web-based applications, including email and its patient portal, were shut down. The hospital security system in place. To, the hospital had security systems in place to protect against intrusions and data breaches. It is currently unclear how those systems were bypassed. Third-party cybersecurity experts have been engaged to assist with the investigation and remediation efforts. So there's not going to be a lot of details around this yet. They were attacked. They had systems in place to to mitigate. Um, so they did so. So far, they don't think any patient information was was compromised. But I will say that's impressive that they reported within four days. Personal information of 1,454 residents of Pitkin County in Colorado has been exposed online and could potentially have been ex- accessed by unauthorized individuals. The exposure of the data was due to an error that occurred when configuring configuring the county's COVID-19 contact tracing system. Types of information exposed include names, dates of birth, employer information, date of onset of COVID-19 systems, date of type of COVID-19 test taken, the results of those tests, whether individuals had a flu jab, information on school and child care used by individuals, and whether individuals had underlying health conditions. The school and child care one would kind of scare me. The information was exposed online between October 1st and December 14th of 2020. Uh, to, you know, that's 1,400 people in Colorado. There was also 8 million people exposed in India because of a website that br- was breached. Um, not HIPAA-related, but it is healthcare-related, and that's a lot of people. Documents containing the protected health information of residents of the Harbor Chase Senior Living Facility in Mandarin, Jacksonville, Florida, have been found scatters, scattered in streets of St. John's County, First Coast News was alerted to the privacy breach by residents who discovered the paperwork, some of which contained sensitive information such as names, addresses, social security numbers, and prescription information. Some of the information related to patients of Guardian Pharmacy, which was alerted to the breach and subsequently notified Harbor Chase. According to a report on First Coast News, Harbor Chase is investigating a document shredding company contracted to securely dispose of documents containing patient information. Harbor Chase said all the documents had been sent for secure disposal. So this is going to be a business associate and um, that's going to be that'll be interesting I think because it is that would be a business associate. Sounds like the business associate didn't do their job right but was there an agreement in place? So that will also be interesting in my opinion. We will see because that's very new as well. We'll see what kind of information comes from that. And that's how we're going to wrap up this 
Friday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until Monday, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure.